What's up, everybody? What is up? Pretty excited for this episode of Fairly Normal. And hello to everybody out there. Oh, this uh, solo cast, fresh off of old cella, motherfuckers. Damn! I'm going to review each act in order, but I want to tell you right now, I'm watching game three of the Sox Indian series. Sox are down 2-0, so if there is some weird Tourette screaming and swearing, that is just because I'm watching the game, but psyched to tell you about this weekend, everybody. Don't let them ever fool you that those old dudes can't get down still. They were killing it all weekend. It was so good. Yes, I said yes to mushrooms. I just did. I told you something good. Here we go. It was such a good weekend. Got back today. My brain feels surprisingly good. And, uh... Yeah. It, it, okay. Come on. Okay, so here we are. Back from old Chella. If you followed my snaps, you know that it, I was a mess this weekend. Snaps, for those of you who are too old to know what it is, it's called a Snapchat. All right, I don't know. You know, sometimes you just got to let people know. But we're back. Woo! What a weekend, guys. Now, first, before I forget, because you know that I tend to go on tangents and forget things and so those six acts basically sold 100,000 tickets, which is fucking crazy. But I know they'll try and do it next year. Of course they will. It was such a huge success. I'm going to ask you, and I want you guys to, you can either email me at, what's the fucking email again? You can either tweet me, right? So tweet, you know, at Josh Wolf Comedy, or you can email email me at the fairly normal podcast at gmail.com the fairly normal podcast at gmail.com and um i want to know what six acts if you could pick any six acts to see for a weekend at a place like that any six alive by the way any six acts and who you think could sell those tickets think about that think about this think about the who the stones mccartney uh, probably not Dylan, probably not Neil Young, probably Roger. I don't know what they do, but let's just go with the Who, the Stones, and McCartney. For 50 years, have been consistently selling 30,000, at least 30,000 tickets. 50, the, the Who celebrated their 50th, 50th anniversary this weekend. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Ah. Gah! Sorry, that was a well-hit ball to right, bit, right field. Okay. 50th and rocking. All right, I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of myself. So we get there. I'm pretty excited about the mushrooms that I have. Uh, obviously, I have my edibles. And that's basically how I get down if I'm going to get down. I'm not a big drinker. I'm definitely I've never been a real coke guy. I never I was never good at it. Coke just made me want to sit. Basically, it made me shut up and sit in a corner. Like, I, I didn't like it. It made me really just still and like a statue. So I'm there with my brother Adam and my brother Dan. And that's the whole deal. So we were, my brother Jonathan was supposed to go to, uh, but he had something come up and couldn't go. But it was supposed to be a brother's weekend. And it was, fa- first of all, fantastic to spend some time with my brother Danny and my brother Adam. Um... Adam's the only one that hasn't been on this podcast, um, but it was good. You know, uh, we hadn't done something like that, I think, really ever. So, but it was good to do it, and I hope we get to do it again. And um, yeah, okay, so let's start. So we drive in. Ross Matthews let me stay at his house in Palm Springs. Nice pad. We had a good time there. Um, he had some specific rules about not fucking in his bed, but since I didn't bring Beth, that was easy. Um, and I slept on the couch every night and sleep isn't the right word it was more like just that's where i fell down okay so let's start with the okay so you walk in 
fairgrounds cool they had a the merch place was ridiculous i was gonna get some t-shirts but it was so packed they had an old record like they had a record store in a tent an air-conditioned tent just old records get down yeah single um bunch of old records bunch of old 45s very cool to see um and a bunch of food you know it's funny though when you show up right I'm sure this is different than any festival that's really ever happened before. It wasn't all old white people, but you know, like for whatever reason, like there was a lot of old white calves because a lot of shorts, a lot of big calved old white dudes uh, wearing flip flops, which uh, whatever. I'm not a flip flop guy or a shorts guy. So, um, but it was all, but, but I would say the average age was probably got to be 40. There was above and below, but got to be 40. And the bathrooms were very clean. There wasn't a lot of litter. It was a very well-behaved crowd. But, man, ain't nothing I like more than, watch, than seeing, like, old, older drunk people. You know, because they get out, like, twice a year and just fucking killing it. Oh, okay. So I don't even know where to start. Okay, so, okay, Bob Dylan. First of all, my bro, we had decided just to get uh, GA tickets, general admission, because I was like, you know what? And I hadn't been to enough recent festivals where I was like, GA, you know what? We could still get, not right next to the stage, but we could get probably pretty close to the stage. Um, and you can still see the acts, and plus there's, if I'm going to be shrooming, I don't want to be stuck in a seat. You know, I'd love to be on the fairgrounds and walking around and all that stuff. And so we got the GA tickets. The, uh, you, the closest somebody in, in general admission could get was probably 300 yards from the stage. At least you couldn't see them at all. The, they looked like little whatevers. So we show up for Dylan and I'll just give you my better, my general feeling. If you're going to do a fucking festival like this. Bob Dylan or not, I don't care who the fuck you are. McCartney was there, man. Jagger was there. So, you know, I know you're Bob Dylan, but play by the rules. Dude, you know, when you play in those... Get out! Hit the wall! Yeah! That's a dublay dublay. Oh, score! You scoring from first? Get out, motherfucker! Yeah! Two to one, baby. Good hustle. Okay, so... When you go to these things, you're Bob Dylan. I get it. Maybe you want to play some other shit. Or, but play. There's 100,000 people there. Play their hits. Play your fucking hits. I know you're Bob Dylan. You, you, and you deserve. You, you've earned the right to do what you want. I guess. But just say no to the fucking festival. Just say no. Because he, even though and he played Tangle Up in Blue. But he played a different version of it. There were two women that I met that came down from Canada who were huge Bob Dylan fans. They came down from Canada to see Bob Dylan. And they were like, this was the worst show. I mean, to say he had no energy, uh, I mean, Trump would have hated him, clearly. But, okay, it was terrible. He played maybe one song I recognize. And, and granted, I'm not the hugest Dylan fan. But even you know, the diehard Dylans loved him. But he was a snooze fest. And his music is... So, and by the way, he sounded great. His band sounded great. But so there were big screens up. And at the very beginning of the set, it was tolerable because he was on the screens. And you could at least see him on the screens. And then at one point, maybe three songs in, he turned and said something to somebody. And he went off the screens. And then it was just old stock footage of like i don't know i must have seen old stock black and white footage of little kids climbing a tree about 30 times there were of stock footage of geese and ducks and shit and all black and white and his music fuck you dude stop swinging at that shit what the fuck how many fucking times are you gonna swing at a fucking curveball in the dirt jesus Sorry. So, I get it. You're Bob Dylan. I get it. But play some hits. You could play all, start with a couple we know and end with a couple we know if you don't want to. 
But he didn't play uh, like a Rolling Stone. He didn't play all along the Watchtower. He didn't play Dick. And like I said, Tangled Up in Blue he played. But he played a version that I didn't even know was Tangled Up in Blue until he said at some point Tangled Up in Blue. But you couldn't even understand him saying Tangled Up in Blue because it sounds like he's singing with eight nut sacks in his mouth. And one jammed up one nostril, and that's why he's so nasal. So I, and I was just like, man, there were people streaming out. It, it was just boring, and he wouldn't put himself up. So it was like listening to a CD, but you were outside, and it was 90 degrees, and it was a CD of music you didn't know. So I was with my brothers in general admission, and it was just getting too shoulder to shoulder. And you know what? When you're in there shoulder to shoulder all the time, I can't have a good time because I'm constantly thinking about how I'm going to muscle for position, right? Because people are constantly, you know, trying to muscle into your spot. So you're tense. You're not having a good time. You're not relaxed. You're just thinking about saving your spot so nobody walks in front of you. I didn't like that. So about three songs into Dylan, I said to my brother, hey, I, I'm not going to stay here. You guys can stay here. Fuck you, Sandy Leone. How many times you were swinging that same fucking pitch? You fuck. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Sorry. Another curveball that bounced on the fucking plate. You dumb fuck. Ugh. Go suck a dick. All right. So I said to my brother, I'm like, he's still playing. I go, I'm leaving. I'm not watching Dylan anymore. They're like, what are you going to do? I go, I don't know. I said, and I don't think I'm going to come back here for the Stones. You guys, I know you guys want to see the stage. You couldn't even see the stage from GA. It just saw like looked like little lights. I go, listen, you guys want to see the stage. I get it. I'm going to go because I knew on the way in there was like a huge walkway. And I just wanted to get near a screen and have some room um, because a Dylan had bored me into mushrooms. I was going to save him. And, uh, but I was like, nah, I'm going to take a couple. And by the way, my plan for the mushrooms all weekend was a little bit every night. I wasn't planning on having one huge trip night, although I was saving the most for last night with Roger Waters and the who, but I just was going to like, you know, that mushrooms, you don't have to trip balls. It can just make you have a great time. And so I, that's how much I planned to eat. So I took, and I'm going to tell you something else. So the stones, right? My brother's a huge Stones fan. I always gave him shit about the Stones and told him I liked the Who more than the Stones. I guess I never gave them credit for being the rock band that they are. Because they fucking crushed. My expectations for the Stones were so low. Now, listen, to be fair, Jackie Bradley Jr., you... To be fair, expectations were low. And right when they started, and they opened with Start Me Up, the shrooms kicked in and my brain was like, what is happening? Because they don't sound as rock and roll on, on recordings as they do on live live. There's no mistaking. That is a fuck. They come out. They have one slow song they played, which is wild horses. And the rest were just killers. They came out and basically grabbed you by the shoulders, shook you real hard. And for two hours just screamed rock and roll right in your face fucking face and any listen jagger oh jackie bradley jr this is the last inning for that guy damn it all right so jack if so not jackie so jagger guys jagger he's got to be 72 getting around the base the bases i'm watching the game getting around the stage running around like a fucking champ voice sounded great Keith was smiling and shit. He looked like he was having a good time. And that little dude, uh, what's the guitar player's name? Oh, I forget all their names. Um, bra, bra, uh, Brennan. Brennan. Oh, sorry, everybody. Brian? Uh, what is his name? Cook? Duck? Ronnie Wood. Sorry, everybody. Ronnie Wood. My brain's a little fried. First of all, skinny jeans on point. Little fellow fucking wrecked that guitar. They were so tight. I think that's the tightest band I've ever, and I don't mean tight like in they 
couldn't perform because they were nervous. Tights, guys. Not a wasted note, breath. They were fucking killed it. I, if, if the Stones were playing, and I was not a huge, I'm a fan of the Stones. But, oh, uh, Gimme Shelter was ridiculous. So I'm standing next to I, I was standing by myself, and I'm fucking shrooming my brains out. And this older Mexican guy and his wife come, and they stand up against the fence next to me. It's general admission. We're ways away from the stage, but right in front of a big screen. And he walks up, and he sounds just like Cheech in, from the old Cheech and Chong movies. And he's like, hey, man, where are you from? And I go, I'm from Los, uh, Los Angeles. He goes, oh, no way, man. I'm from Riverside. I go, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm here to see the Stones, man. And I go, yeah, yeah, me too. This was before, right before the mushroom started kicking. kick in. And he was like, yeah, man. He goes, who's your favorite band of all time? What do you think the best band is? I go, uh, probably the Beatles. And he was like, whoa, man. No, it's the Stones. It's the Stones. He called me man like a, a million times. No, man. He was, dude, he, he was on something too. I would have guessed Shrooms. And I'll tell you why later. And he, he was probably mid-50s with his wife, mid-50s. And um, so we're sitting there and he's like, no, man, it's the Stones, man. It's the Stones. Come on. They rip. He goes, wait, you're going to have a, an out-of-body experience during this show. Okay. So 30 minutes later, um, and he told me, I fucking love the Stones, man. They're my favorite. So this whole time his wife is rubbing his back. His wife rubbed his back the entire two hours. Gave him a back rub, like a deep tissue. And would hug him and he'd turn around and kiss her every now and then. And Okay. So he's like, no, man. And 15 minutes later, you know, after the first song, Start Me Up. I'm like, that was fucking great. He goes, oh, hey, man. Where are you from? I go, Los Angeles. He goes, yeah, I'm from Riverside, man. He goes, I'm here for the Stones. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right? He asked me my name and where I was from. Not kidding. Eight times. Eight times. And my brother came up later in the night and he did the same thing. He turned because we were talking to the guy's wife who had smoked some weed with us. And he was like, yeah, ma'am. Hey, where are you guys from? And we were like, Los Angeles. And she goes, you've met them like eight times, honey. And he goes, I have. Sorry. And he turns, looks at the screen again. He goes, she goes, I'll remind you in the car. Turns out he had seen the Stones 66 times. She had seen them 45 times. And they both said there's going to be a point in this concert where you're going to have a spiritual awakening and it happens at a different point in every concert. And they said it's happened to us at every concert. And they were right. There was a point in time in Gimme Shelter where I was like, oh, my mushrooms probably helped. But I, it, it, it dawned on me watching them and talking to them that I want to love something like they love that. Like they love going to that together. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was their thing, and they connected, and she was rubbing his back, and they turned around and kissed, and they were like, they were like sweethearts, you know? And this was their thing, and, and it dawned on me, like, I don't know what their background is. I don't know how much money they make. I don't know what they do for a living. I don't know what their family situation is like. But, you know, that far into a relationship, to still have your thing and to still, like, connect at that level was really in inspiring to me. Really, I'm not kidding. And so it was, I really, 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 and plus I was shrooming, and there were some funny fucking people around me. But uh, a lot of foreigners, foreign, foreign-borns around me uh, that first night. We were dancing and smoking weed, and it was good. good. And then my brother came and get, joined me later, and uh, what a good time. Good, good, good time. And the shrooms, the amount of shrooms I took were perfect. So I was like, this is going to be great. I don't want to bore you with what we did during the day or at night. It's not important afterwards. Concert. Next day. Pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped for Paul McCartney, obviously. Zero expectations for Neil Young. Not going to lie to you. Zero expectations. By the way, the drummer for the Stones was the stiffest dude i ever seen in my life. But he can fucking get it. Holy shit. Okay. So um, we show up. It's And now, so we've also, after that first night of fiasco in general admission, we went back that night and ordered actual seats up front in the middle. By, by the way, guys, if they do this again, don't buy your tickets in advance. 
we got two nights in seats up front for less than we got three nights of GA. Way less. Way less. Part, you know, and these seats, you, you know, the good thing about the seats is that, look, when there's one song you don't like, you can sit down. Or you can go to the bathroom or you can go get a beer without the fear of losing your spot. So, anyways, we buy the seats up front. That was a really good idea. But I'm not super psyched for Neil Young. Again, zero expectations for Neil Young. Because I had heard you never know what you're going to hear from him in concert. I knew some songs that I wanted to hear. Um, but I'll tell you something, man. Neil Young, a lot. First of all, funny. Like genuinely funny on stage. I love that. And, um, you know, he had a young band. He was playing with, I think, a few of Willie Nelson's kids. And had a younger band. So he played some of his old stuff, but then he played some of his new stuff, which I actually liked. It was like, a, you know, it was Neil Young, but you could feel a little bit more of the youth in the music. And one of them had a little reggae beat to it. And he still sings. And by the way, Jagger still sings. But Neil Young still has a lot of strength in his voice and was really good. And what I love, like the piano he played and the guitar he played, you could tell he's had those for fucking 30 years. The guitar was all beat to shit. Look, old as fuck. Same with the piano. But I like musicians with a message. And Neil Young definitely has a message in a lot of his music. And I like that. I like that he's singing for something. Um, but he was fantastic, man. And um, Keep on Rocking in the Free World was amazing. Down by the River was like a, it was like a 12-minute basically jam. But I was really impressed with him, man. And like I said, his voice, still strong, still ripping it on guitar. And um, I liked his band. His band was very cool. So I, had a, I really enjoyed Neil Young, man. Uh, but he did not play Hey, Hey, My, My. And he did not play Cinnamon Girl, which, okay. Uh, okay, I guess. Okay. I was kind of hoping I'd see uh, one of those two. But I'm okay that I didn't. And he was, he put on such a great show that we're okay with that. So then McCartney. So I take the mushrooms maybe a little too early Eh, because at some point in time, my brother, I was just kept asking him, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about something. And then he asked me what my favorite bird was, which was weird. And I do have a favorite bird, which is, I think he was trying to stump me when he asked me. Because, but I have a favorite bird. I've thought about that. Just so you guys know, my favorite bird, the pelican. Why? Because it looks like a dinosaur. And it just reminds me that for me, when I see him, I'm like, oh, shit has been here a long time before us. You know what I mean? Like, so I like that. The same thing with alligators. I'm just like, this ancient prehistoric motherfucker is like, yeah, 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 yeah. you guys keep fucking around. I'm going to be here long after, like, the alligator's going to be here long after. Fuck you, Coco Crisp. Fuck you in the asshole. You cunt. God damn it. He just hit a home run. Motherfuck. Son of a bitch. Okay. So, oh, I hope that Indians fan makes it out of Fenway alive. So... The shrooms kicking a little bit. Favorite bird, pelican, just in case anyone was curious. McCartney comes on. Guys, there was a moment. Okay, so if I was going to tell you the best songs for me, for, for every band. For Neil Young, it was Keep Rocking in the Free World. For the Stones, it was, woo, Gimme Shelter, probably. Gimme Shelter was amazing. Um, and the woman who sang on it was like, killer. Uh, Dylan's favorite song, which was whatever the last one was, was my favorite of his because it was over. Yeah, John Farrell, come out to the mound and say, I hope they fire that dude. I'm sorry that's on recorded, but God, he's terrible. Okay, so um, McCartney, man. Okay. Now, did he have uh, the same voice like... Had his voice lost more than Jagger's and Neil Young's voice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So and be, but because look, you know, Paul McCartney's voice is arguably top five of all time, and you know he. But he there's certain songs he can't sing anymore. He can't sing "Oh Darling." Um, it's just, uh, you know, his range was so crazy. Those high notes he's having a problem problems with, but woo! It just dawned on me, song after song after song. I'm like, oh, he he wrote this monster. Oh yeah, he wrote this fucker. Oh, he wrote this motherfucker. Oh my god, guys! And then at some point in time, and, and he was funny too. I liked it. And he put on a show. Now, like the Stones screamed rock and roll in your face, right? But McCartney went from rock and roll, and then he somehow transitioned into acoustic set. You didn't even realize all of a sudden everybody on stage was playing acoustic. And I was like, what? And then he did a song with ukulele that built back into the full band. And he did a tribute to George Harrison and did one to John Lennon and, um, you know, hit after hit after hit after fucking hit and i would say the most that everybody was singing at one time was hey jude a hundred thousand people singing na 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 how can you not just stand up there with a heart on but then i think like you again you've been doing it for 50 he's been playing that song hey jude for 46 years 46 years I mean, and he still gave it, gave it. And for me, my favorite song with the McCartney set was Let Me Roll It, which is a wing song. I was peaking with my mushrooms at that point in time. And there was a lot of blue lights on stage. And I couldn't believe how good it sounded. It was fucking amazing. So McCartney was iconic for me. And for me... You know, I didn't know McCartney was the one out of all of them. I'm like, I need to see him before he never plays again. Um, And I needed to see those songs live because those songs and he and the Beatles have been such a large part of my life and my, you know, my family. And that's what I listened to a lot growing up. And so um, Let Me Roll, it was huge. Uh, And Hey Jude was huge. And, you know, he. I, uh, he, Neil Young came on and played with him too. Woo! And they played. My brothers and I. I don't know if for those of you who aren't big Beatles fans, just go ahead and Google "Why Don't We Do It in the Road" off the White Album. So Neil Young came out and sang that with him, and it was fucking great. But their encore, guys. I know even people who aren't Beatles fans, listen to Abbey Road. Listen to the end of Abbey Road. That last, those last, that, I don't even call it a medley or whatever that McCartney wrote. It was, it's so amazing. And all those different types of songs coming out of one dude. Rock and roll, love ballads, the end Abbey Road, whatever you want to call that medley, which isn't rock. It's like fucking a genre of its own. Musical genius. And, and guys, he put out a fucking hit last year. Last year. He put out a hit last year. So it was amazing bucket list things for me to see. And to see it with my brothers was amazing. And um, to be shrooming was good. But I saved the most for last night for The Who and Roger Waters. Now, for The Who, that was the one that I was most excited about. I'm not going to lie to you. I, because I like their anger. You know what I mean? They sing angry and Townsend plays angry and oh and oh I knew Daltrey was gonna come out and maybe take his shirt off. Fuck yeah, he was. And so the who? They come out. And let me tell you something. Pete Townsend still rips the guitar. Guys, if you haven't listened to Roger Daltrey sing, what he does is not easy. He hit every fucking note. Love, love ran over me. He hit every note. He he sang fucking. Ev- they sang everything you wanted to hear. Bob O'Reilly wrecked it. Uh, don't won't get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. Wrecked it. But for me, and guys, fucking Pete Townsend, funny as shit. Told some and McCartney too. What I loved about McCartney and Townsend is they told very cool nostalgic stories about playing in the past and you know. Townsend told the story about Jimi Hendrix and and fucking it was amazing 
really amazing. And so, but they came out and Daltrey was, you know, and he was, he lost one button like every 15 minutes. So by the end of the show, he just had one button left on that fucker. Oh, we were, I thought it was going to pop off, but he swung the mic, you know, Pete Townsend did the arm thing. Uh, I didn't know that Ringo Starr's son played drums for the who he was a fucking monster, but see me, feel me the, they did a medley from Tommy that blew my fucking mind. I didn't even know how I was going to get, get, get past that. I was like, how do you fucking follow that? And then they followed it with Bob O'Reilly and won't get fooled again. And I was like, don't get fooled again. And I was like, oh my God, I, I was like, this can't get any better. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the mushrooms. So super excited. My plan was to take the mushrooms because I was just taking them for the second show every night, not for the first show. Was to take them for the first show and second show. Boom. Left them on the bus. There was a shuttle from, from Palm Springs to uh, the concert. And I, they were, I had taken my phone out of my pocket, same pocket the mushrooms are in, and I, and I saw them. They, they were on the seat next to me. And I put my phone back in, and I forgot to put the mushrooms back in. What a major letdown. But it didn't, you know, by the way, major letdown for me, whoever got on the bus after, like my worst day was their best day. So, you know what I mean? That's good. But holy shit. Pink Floyd. I mean, Roger Waters. Dark Side of the Moon was even without shrooms. Now, not to be fair, I might have had nine or ten edibles in me. But... I couldn't believe now, but Roger Waters walked a bunch of people. Not only was it a little slower and he was, he played a lot of new music in the middle that was a little too slow for people, but he got really political. He read a poem. He did a pro Palestinian speech. He did a whole song that where the screens behind him just showed weird pictures of Trump and said, Trump is a pig and all this shit. And, and so he got really political. He walked a bunch of people. But say what you want. He closed with Dark Side of the Moon and Comfortably Numb. And it was perfect. It was a perfect music weekend. And I, and I don't know how. I don't know how to top it. But I'll tell you something. Next year, I'm definitely going. And please, I want you guys to send me what six bands that you would go see. They were so good. Like, you know, you know and, and I've seen some concerts recently where I was like, oh, that's a good concert. It's not even close. If you get a chance to go see the Stones, and I know you may not be a Stones fan. I wasn't over the top Stones fan. If you have a chance and you like rock and roll, if you, have, if you like rock and roll, go see that fucking show. It was unbelievable. And I'll tell you something else. Mushrooms. <laughs> I, I can't say enough good things about him. I can't like not even as a constant hallucinate, you know, hallucinating all the time, but just as to uplift the mood. I it was so, I don't know. It was, I had shied away from him for so long that I won't make that mistake again. I mean, it was so much fun. And it was just so, your body felt so good. And everything was crisp. And you enjoyed things just a little more. Not hung over the next day. Same with weed. That's why I do both of those. No hangover. Feeling good. Looking good. It was a little dusty. Uh, it was great seeing. And I'll tell you something else. By the way, there were so many older drunk couples all I kept picturing in my head for about 15 minutes, but there, I was like, there's going to be a lot of old sex tonight in the hotels. People reliving some youth, just some, a lot of, I just pictured a lot of sweat, <laughs> a lot of sweat and heavy breathing and then some soreness the next day. But guys, if you, I, I would suggest going next year. It's also not an all day event. So for us old fuckers, that was good. That's what, like, if I was going to do Coachella, I would need like the VIP VIP. I, I needed to sit down. I know it sounds old, but I needed to sit down. I needed to, you know, I needed to be in an like, air conditioning every now and then. I needed to be in a place that had a, a, a chair or a couch. So 
yeah, it was really good. And the people watching was fantastic. And it was such a nice group of people, man. Everybody there was really, maybe that's because everybody there was old as fuck. But they were just there to have a good time and listen to some music that brought them back to a time and place in their life that, that they probably don't get to go back to every now and then. I mean, that they don't get to go back to very often. And they get to relive it for three days. I could feel the joy there. It was such a joyful place to be. You know, when out in the GA was a little younger. But in the seated section where the tickets were a little pricier, um, it was older people. And not, I'm not talking about like 80-year-olds, but older folks. And, man, it was so nice they were having such a genuinely good time. Like I said, reliving or going back to a time that they haven't probably gone back to in their heads for a while. And it was like, and all the musicians made jokes about, you know, Pete Townsend was like, did you, did you come to see the old people dance? And it was fucking great. And, but I really, 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 the vibe and the energy there was so good. And after every show, just people looking at each other like, that was fucking great. People high-fiving and shit. And I really, it was a good vibe all the way around. Clearly, obviously, some annoying people around every now and then. But, like, I really, really, really could not say enough good things about going. I'm definitely going to go again next year. I would love, like, man, I know they're not as old. But if you put a rock and roll weekend out there and you throw you two and tom petty and green day or even pearl jam you know and sprinkle in whoever else you want to sprinkle in i know some people would love to see a fucking springsteen i'm not a huge springsteen guy but i guess i would go see him but i'm definitely planning on going again next year um and i'm, I'm gonna go with my brothers we're gonna do that shit again now i'm trying to stay calm right now because it's Three to, it's four to one Cleveland and it's the bottom of the six. So I'm probably gonna have to go soon. So I don't start screaming like a fucking dummy. Um, but I really, uh, Oh, base hit laser show. Boom. B, um, was good. It was a good time. Good time, everybody. Um, and I hope you got a chance to see my Snapchats. They were pretty stupid. And, um, I wish this was a live show so you could call in and ask me questions. Because I'm, I know that I would love to answer some about this wonderful weekend, you know. Um, but I can't, I cannot. Oh, he's gonna bring in Andrew Miller. I miss Tito Francona and his gum chewing ways. I cannot say enough good things about the weekend and and the people and the experience and how it was run and yeah, on board. Anybody's going next weekend? Little Dusty, by the way. Woo! Little Dusty. But I stayed at Ross's house, Ross Matthews, my friends, all weekend. Um, did not shower all weekend. Not only did I not shower, I didn't even think, I need a shower. Like that was, that dawned on me in the ride home when I smelled myself. I was like, oh, I'm kind of stinky. Oh, yeah, I haven't showered since fucking Friday morning. I don't know what it was. There's was something about the festival. I was like, I don't need to shower. Who needs to shower? I'm out here with my people. Just listening to music and getting down. There was a disco tent that we had talked about going to that just people watching wise I wanted to go to. But by the time the shows ended, we were all so wiped out. It was time to go. But guys, it was a, a good time. And uh, I really hope to uh, I really hope to experience something like that again with my brothers. Going with them was really good. They they. You know, what else I really liked about going with them is that they, their passion for that music in that era of music, and not only their passion, but their knowledge of, knowledge of it, it was, made it even better for me to be there. You know, I like music, and there's a lot of, I like a lot of music that I'm like, if you said, who sings that? I'd be like, I don't know. And there's a lot of, I have a lot of music on my phone. I mean, like I said, like, I, like I'm a huge Sturgill Simpson fan, right? But I don't think I can name the name of too many of his songs. That makes sense? But if you played it, I could sing along to it. 
but I right now I couldn't sit here and go, oh, I know that, I know the name of that song. It's blah, and the name of his drummer is blah. Like that's not how I enjoy music. I enjoy it really. I know this sounds simple, but I just enjoy it by listening to it. I don't. I've never really delved into the, you know, not like like in a Dean Del Rey kind of way. If you guys don't know Dean Del Rey, he does a great podcast called Let There Be Talk, but he does a lot of music stuff. And dude played in a band for a long time. And but so I don't know music like that. But I just know what I like, and I like a lot of music. But I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you like, well, this was before so and so was a guitarist, and he played the blah blah. I'm like, I don't fucking know, but I know I like that song, you know. So it's the same thing with cars. Like I don't know too much, but I know what I like. If I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking like that. Um, but going with them really. And watching how much they were, how much fun they were having was also quite a joy for me. So, that's it, guys. Bucket list shit. This week, the end of this week, I'm going to Syracuse. Come on. Come out, come out wherever you are. Syracuse Funny Bone. Uh, you don't have a chance against Andrew Miller. You, Jesus. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to go before I start screaming at the TV. What a weekend. Syracuse this weekend, Erie, Pennsylvania next weekend. Uh, this podcast changing to Tell Me Something Good with a new co-host, I believe starting in November. No. And uh, that's it. I love you guys. I had such a good weekend and it's rejuvenated me uh, and it reminded me that I need to remind every now and then to have fun, man. You only live once. Have fun. Do shit that you've always wanted to do. Don't die saying I wish or don't die with regrets. Fucking go do it. And here's another thing, you know, like my brothers and I, we, we had to pay an extra little bit of money for these tickets. And my oldest brother doesn't have a ton of dough. And look, guys, I don't have a ton of dough either. Like this for me was an expensive weekend. But what dawned on me and what, what I what I really do believe in wholeheartedly is, you know, make memories. You don't want to be reckless with your money, but you don't want to be such a tight ass that you just end up at the, when you die, leaving a ton of dough to some friends and family without your memories. Make memories while you fuck you. Fuck you. You just took that pitch twice in a row for two balls. You now you fucking swung at it. Fuck you. God damn. Um, so make memories. That's the thing. I think people get so hung up on, you know, this $100 or this $100 or this $100. And I get it. $100 is a lot of money. But I bet you four years from now, you couldn't tell me what you did with that $100. But if you had gone and seen a show you always wanted to see, you'd remember that. You'd remember where that $100 went. Make memories, guys. You get one fucking life. Make some memories. Make memories. Don't go down with the regrets. And you know what else? It also reminded me, and this is, and like I said, I'm, I know some people think I'm rich or whatever. I'm far, far, far from rich, especially living out here. Far from rich, okay? But I will tell you, and, and this reminded me too, like spending a little extra money when you're at an event, a little extra money, changes the experience altogether i'm not talking about oh get out of here get the fuck out of here oh i thought that was a home run damn it Woo! why didn't you score from first how did you not score from first ah big poppy's coming up guys against andrew miller i might have to turn this up so a little extra at the event. Now, if you can't afford the event altogether, I get it. But if you're going to an event and 150 extra dollars, 150, which I know isn't a lot, isn't fucking just a drop in the bucket. But if 150 will change your entire experience, which basically it ended up being for us 150 a day for two days. Hold on. I fucking hate that phone. If that changes you, I'm telling you, treat yourself. Motherfuckers. Treat yourself. That's the thing. Like you're, you, when you're being cheap, you know who you're being cheap with? Yourself. Yourself. You wouldn't jerk off with your left hand, would you? No, you go righty because you're good to yourself. 
Treat yourself. Don't treat... You're going to a fucking event. You know that extra $150? You know what that got us? A seat. It got us clean bathrooms. It got us peace of mind so we didn't have to elbow around. It got us access to, to shorter food lines. Guys, treat yourself. Stress-free. Get there, and when you're there, make your experience as good as you can. So if you need to maybe fucking cut back a little bit in the months after you treat yourself, then you do that. But when you're making your memory... Now, look, you can't maybe you, maybe you can't make a memory every weekend like the, the rich folks. I get it. Either can I. But when you do make your memory, make it real. Make it last. Make it so you treated yourself well. Don't leave that memory going, man, I wish I had gotten that cabana by the pool. Or you know what? I wish that I had done that upgrade. Whatever, whatever little memory you, whatever bit that you can't afford, do it. Don't fucking cheat yourself. You've got one ride down here. Fucking take it. Yeah, Poppy. Um, and so that's what I would say to you. Four to two. Okay. That's what I would say to you. Just remind you guys. Do it. Treat yourself well. Make memories. And like I said, that $100 and $150, whatever it is for you in your life, that $200, maybe for you, it's $2,000. You get to change and make it like a stress-free weekend where you can just enjoy yourself or a stress-free night where you go out and you go, you know what, tonight, I'm going to buy some good tequila. Maybe that's what it is for you. Treat yourself, motherfuckers. Don't nickel and dime yourself every day. Treat yourself. All right, that's all I got. Although I'm, 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 since I scored a run and I'm a little superstitious, I'm gonna go ahead and just watch this at bat with you guys since they've scored a run already. And uh, come on, bottom of the six, Hanley Ramirez. Come on, Hanley. Tell me something good. Tell me something good, buddy. That's a ball. Uh but yeah, everybody, what a what a neat experience. I said neat. Oh, fuck. Well, time to punch myself in the face for that. By the way, have you ever punched yourself in the face? One time I tried to. I'm such a pussy. I couldn't do it I, because I want to know. I've seen people punch themselves in the face and I was like, well, how do you do that? No shit. So I kind of did it, but not really. It's not. It's not pleasant. Um, by the way, that's I remember the first time I got punched in the face. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, that's why I don't understand boxing or MMA fighting. Like, you're going to get punched in the face. And it seems like a terrible... It really seems like, a t like if part of your job was that you were going to get punched in the face. That's like part of your job. And then when you train, you know, you get punched in the face even more. I mean, you got the headgear on and shit, but people are throwing punches at you, right? Like, that just seems like it. when your job is to get punched, it seems crazy. Or kicked in the face. MMA is different, too. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Not in a weird way. Like, I'll eat food off the ground and shit and all that stuff. That doesn't bother me. But I think I don't like other people's sweat. You know what I mean? So if it's just you two sweaty dudes slipping and sliding on each other. I I don't like that. I mean, and that's... But I know people are going to be like, oh, you're homophobic. It's not got to do with homophobic. I don't like it. It could be me and a sweaty girl. If it's sweat... If Beth and I are super, like, drenched in sweat after the gym, I'm not slipping and sliding all over her. Ugh. She, she would agree with me. That's not how it's happening. Um, now, if we get sweaty, what? You know what I'm talking about. All right, Hanley, here we go. Two and two. Big hit for Hanley. Right, everybody? Hanram. We're gone after this at bat anyways, but um, strike three, you fuck. Okay. Uh, well, guys, I'm going to go back to watching the game. I have uh, hopefully not bored you to tears. 
I didn't want to get into two. I did do like a two hour podcast. I could have gone crazy with details about the shows, but I don't think you guys want to hear that. But if I'm reviewing in order, if I put an order of moments, I don't know. Like I said, for the who that Tommy Medley and for the stones, give me shelter. And for McCartney, uh, let me roll. It was good. Part of that obviously had to do with the drugs and where it was for me. I was peaking at the time. The who I told you, see me feeling whatever. And uh, Roger Waters. I thought for me, Roger Waters was going to be have a cigar, but it was not. It was Dark Side of the Moon. Um, and yeah, guys. And so, if, and if I, I can't even put them in order as far as good to bad. I think Dylan was bad. So I put him sixth. Look, Neil Young wasn't bad. He's just not The Who, The Stones, McCartney, or Roger Waters. And I don't know how I would rank the other ones because they're all so different. The Stones were a, an all-out rock and roll assault. I loved it. I loved them grabbing me by the shoulders and fucking screaming, rock and roll, for two hours. McCartney was a ride. He put on a show, you know? Some acoustic and some rock and some piano and some just him on guitar. And I'll tell you something else Daltrey did that none of them else did because they were all... Daltrey did a couple... Some parts of songs, no music, just him singing. And he's got to be 70, and he was killing it. Big props. That's not easy in front of 100,000 people. And then The Who was... The Who was also rock and roll, but they, but they were so different than The Stones. Because their rock and roll is a little angrier. And Pete Townsend plays an angry guitar, and I really respect that. So... Amazing. And then Roger Waters was mind bending. Guys, come on. I need to hear some feedback, by the way. If you you guys like these solo casts, I can never tell. I love doing them. And the crazy thing is, like, I could talk. It's already almost an hour. I could talk for another hour because you know me. I don't shut up about anything. I know you guys got shit to do. You're on the treadmill. You're in your car. I don't know what you're doing. But thank you for indulging me in these. And that's exactly what it is, self-indulging. But I'm sorry. I really, I really enjoy it. Wednesday, I'm doing another one with my buddy Jay, La- Jay Larson from Boston. For a great dude, great comic, part of the Crab Feast with Ryan Sickler. And that's it, guys. I love you. Later.